Welcome to the e-learning and digital classroom podcast brought to you by iDigitalClassroom.com. Whether you are a learner, an instructor, or an online instruction designer, this is the podcast for you to get the latest in e-learning, digital classroom survival tips, remote technology, e-learning best practices, news, and interviews. I am Dr. Joy Alata. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. I'm happy to spend the next few minutes with you. In this episode, I will discuss social engineering and how human behavior is foiling social engineering attacks. As many organizations have moved their operations online, there are exposures to various types of vulnerabilities. Some of the vulnerabilities are from technology infrastructures, hardware, and software that are used in enterprise tasks. An example of hardware includes laptops, desktops, tablets, and smartphones. The software includes many operating systems such as Windows 10 or Windows 7 that runs on Microsoft platforms. Other software examples are those that run on Apple platforms such as Mac OS Sierra, Mac OS High Sierra, and many others that runs on Apple platforms. Some systems also use Unix or Linux operating systems. Other aspects of technology infrastructure that exposes some mm-hmm. level of vulnerability are transmission media, the networks, such as local networks, intranets, and enterprise networks. So what is social engineering? Social engineering has been described from many perspectives, but is not a new concept. Social engineering refers to a deceptive activity that is used to trick a victim or a person into taking certain actions Mm -hmm. that may be beneficial to the attacker and detrimental to the victim. Social engineering has been used all the ages in human history. All throughout history, there has been cases of human hacking where a person has been deceived into taking an action that is for another person's benefit. You may ask, what is the connection between social engineering and human vulnerability? Human behavior such as the impulse or sudden desire to take action irrespective of whether the action who have a detrimental effect on the actor is foiling social engineering. If you are a person that has the disposition to make money without working for it or or without deserving it, you're more likely to fall for a social engineering bait to claim some money that is not yours and that you have no right to receive. It has been established that many attackers could establish a mirror website and then list ridiculously cheap items. When a buyer clicks on the link and makes a purchase, the buyer's personal and financial information is copied and sold on the dark web. So, irrespective of the investment in technology or the level of sophistication of the technology that an organization decides to have, there is still the human vulnerability that technology cannot prevent. Technology can prevent an employee from wanting to access the enterprise network or other third-party applications from an unsecured location. 
but technology cannot change the situation when an employee exposes a system sign-on to malicious hackers. Technology cannot save a situation when an employee downloads malicious spywares through free graphics, free videos, or free games. Employees can also expose their employer's computing systems by ignorantly clicking on spoof emails or responding to a fake email from the CEO or other high-level officers of the organization. These fake emails oftentimes are not from the real account of the CEO or any of the officers of the company. The challenge of human behavior towards mitigating social engineering attacks can become more serious in the world of bring your own device, otherwise referred to as BYOD. The COVID-19 pandemic forced many organizations to start working remotely without having a strong IT policy that spells out the bring your own device requirements or rules. In a bring your own device environment, employees use their private computing devices such as their laptops, their desktop, their smartphone or tablets to perform an organization's work activity. Since the computing device belongs to the employee, they are probably used for many other activities such as social activities in the social media. Under normal circumstances, some social media activities will not exist in the same environment with certain business applications. Social engineering attacks utilize several deceptive tricks to work on human vulnerability to affect an organization's computing systems. Human factor remains the weak link in efforts to combat social engineering attacks. A social engineering attacker could hide in social media groups with intention to target specific members of the group. The targeted person could be stalked until the attacker could piece together several information about the victim and then use the information to attack the victim's employer. So you can see in this case, the attack is not meant directly for that victim. The real victim will be the employer of that person. Dr. Joy continues in a moment. The e-learning and digital classroom podcast brought to you by iDigitalClassroom.com. Whether you are a learner, an instructor, or an online instruction designer, this is the podcast for you to get the latest in e-learning digital classroom survival tips, remote technology, e-learning best practices, news and interviews. It is a common fact that cyber criminals have held organizations hostage. Many organizations do not take the issue of cyber security serious until they become a victim. I can tell you that it's not a good feeling to know that an unseen person or persons are controlling your website or your enterprise applications. If you were forced to start working remotely or your organization suddenly asked every employee to start working online, do you have IT policy that covers the bring your own device guidelines? As an employee, are you aware of the bring your own device security risks? 
Ensuring security in the cyber world has many facets to it. A multidimensional approach to ensuring cyber security will include constant risk assessment, IT policies, and employee training. Psychological manipulations are prevalent in the virtual world and also in the physical world, but it is causing a great strain in the cyber security chain of many organizations. All the investments in firewalls, cryptographs, intrusion detective systems and malware systems cannot be fully ripped without addressing the role of human behavior as the weakest link in the cyber security chain. Human activities made it possible for cyber attackers to develop a relationship with their victims, exploit the victims to get information and use the information to plan and execute an attack against that victim. There are several types of social engineering such as phishing, baiting, watering hole attack, protection and quid pro quo. I'll give a simple description of the types of social engineering in no particular order. Number one type of social engineering is phishing. Phishing is usually carried out using emails that contain links where the victim gets directed to a fraudulent website. The victim can be lured into divulging personal or financial information such as date of birth or credit card or bank card information. Have you ever received an email from a supposedly known account and the link in the email opens to an unrelated website? What did you do? Did you have to click on the link before realizing that this is a wrong source? Or were you able to know that the link is taking you to the wrong place? I encourage you to share your experience with us. Go to this episode's page on www.idigitalclassroom.com and share your experience. Number two type of social engineering attack is baiting. In baiting social engineering tactics, the victim is promised some freebies such as prize money, free music download and other types of freebies based on the attacker's perception of the victim's lifestyle or preferences. There have been some sophisticated high-level baiting where free USB pen drives are sent to victims. When the victim uses the pen drive, the virus is spread into the computer where it is used. And then, as it spreads into that victim's computer, it can also spread into the employer's computing systems and then the attackers may be able to access the enterprise computing system. Number three type of social engineering attack is the watering hole attack. In this type of social engineering attack, the attacker stalks the victim and collects information about websites that the victim visits frequently. The attacker can use information that has been collected to attack a website that the victim visits often. And then when that website is attacked, the victim's personal information could be publicly exposed. You may have heard from the news about how some websites were hacked and some of the private information of the users are published openly. Number four type of social engineering is pretexting. 
in pretexting the attacker creates a fabricated scenario to lure the victim into releasing personal or private information. An example could be a hoax call from supposedly telemarketers or credit uh, card collectors or loan collectors. Number five type of social engineering attack is quid pro quo. In quid pro quo type of social engineering attack, the attacker requires exchange of something for something. Some of you may have received spurious calls where the person on the other end suddenly congratulates you for winning something you never applied for. The caller could go on to ask you for some personal information to enable the price to be mailed to you. In some circumstances, they may ask you to send money to enable the price to be sent to you. The examples are provided in this podcast are by no means exhaustive. Please keep on searching for how to keep yourself and others safe while in an online situation. Here are some of the precautions to take. Number one, always use strong passwords. Number two, change your passwords at intervals. Number three, use security questions to protect your online accounts. Keep in mind that your mother's maiden name is known by almost everyone that knew your mother. (laughs) Yes, I mean it. Many people knew your mother's maiden name before you were born. Number four, two-factor authentications are highly recommended. I understand that it can be very annoying or time-wasting, but it helps to keep you and others safe. There are many free very good antivirus softwares. Some examples are AVG, Avast, Kapersky, and others. Even the proprietary ones such as McAfee, Norton, Bitfender are sometimes packaged with other services. That means you get it for free as long as you are using those other services. Number six, use a password to lock up your screen when you are away from your workstation. Keep safe and keep others safe. In this episode, I discussed some of the challenges of social engineering, some types of social engineering, and some precautions for keeping safe online. Thank you for listening. I appreciate your support in keeping this podcast alive. If you need more information about what I discussed today or have something to share with our community, please go to www.idigitalclassroom.com and leave your comment on the episode page don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and please rate and review the podcast we depend on your feedback for improvement do you work or learn online does your career path require that you communicate and extract data from the web do you wonder how to improve web page designs including web page layout and interactivity If you answered yes to any of these questions, then I recommend that you consider learning web development. Dr. Joy is giving away a free course on web development. Visit www.idigitalclassroom.com to claim your free offer. This offer is available for a limited time only. Make your claim now and don't forget to subscribe so that we can send you the latest podcasts.